February 22nd, 2023. We're in Masechet <coughs> If you count from the top of the Amud downward, it's 10 lines down. The Gemara begins on the next lines in the Mishnah, the very beginning of our Masechet. If you recall, the Mahloket that was recorded in our first Mishnah to the Masechet was with regards to measurements, with regards to uh, forbidden foods on Pesach. Now, it doesn't uh, specify what we mean by forbidden foods because there are, after all, with regards to prohibition on Pesach, and this will come up in the Gemara, two separate prohibitions. Number one, not having the hametz in your possession. And number two, not consuming, not eating the hametz. The Mishnah just records a mahluk between Beit and Beit with regards to measurement of forbidden hametz and se'or. So that's telling already uh, the fact that it's written without specifying that we have to have a conversation about it. What are we talking about? Maybe there are different measurements with regards to what I can't own as opposed to what I can't eat on the holiday. But secondly, the Torah, and in turn our Mishnah, talks about two different types of, I call it, uh, hametz products. Firstly, hametz. Hametz is what you and I probably refer to and know as uh, hametz in the traditional sense. It was uh, bread or dough that rose uh, longer than, what do we say, 18 minutes in terms of the time that it was left out before it was turned into something like matzah or something cracker-like. Uh, alternatively, seor, which the Torah talks about as well, is a leavening agent, which means that it's not something that you would eat on its own, it's, it's inedible, but it's used in order to bring forth uh, hametz, so something like yeast. And the Torah talks about both of these with regards to both of those prohibitions. Number one, not having in your possession, and number two, not consuming. Again, we don't consume seor, but the Torah seems to, in the same pasuk, have mentioned of seor in some way or fashion. In turn, our Mishnah records mahluk between Beit and Beit with regards to prohibited measurements with regards to these foodstuffs. Again, everybody knows you're not supposed to be eating it, not supposed to have it in your possession. But when it comes to hachmeh ha-Talmud ve-ha-Mishnah, we try to quantify, we try to give measurements and be able to measure everything and determine. What does it mean when the Torah, when we understand that you're supposed to study Torah daily? To what extent? Gemara Masechet Nidarim talks about what is the, so to speak, minimal amount of Talmud Torah that you, with which you fulfill the mitzvah. What does it mean the Torah says you're supposed to procreate, you're supposed to have children? How many children just continuously throughout our life? The Gemara Masechet Yivamot looks to quantify that. But throughout, the circumstances that we're more familiar with is when we give measurements to Isurim from the Torah or Hiyuvim from the Torah that are otherwise with regards to something I can actually lend a measurement to. What is the prohibited amount of Hametz and in turn Seor, Sebetilel, identical. It's both Bekazayit. Kazayit, generally speaking, is the Shi'ur Achila. Kazayit is a measurement we imagine and understand. It's a tradition. That's the measurement with regards to matters that are food stuff that you'll be eating. Whereas Bet Shammai disagree. Bet Shammai says, listen, when it comes to the real food item, meaning hamet, yeah, the measurement is bekazayit. When it comes to seor, which is not so much eaten, when it comes to seor, which is uh, a, a little bit different in terms of its nature, so the measurement with regards to seor, excuse me, I messed it up. According to Beit Shammai, seor is bekazai, that's the smaller measurement. When it comes to hametz, the measurement is a bit larger. What do we mean by a bit larger, according to Beit Shammai? It's what's called kotevet. Kotevet is some sort of measurement in between the one we know, kazayit, the other one we know called kabetza. There's something 
in the middle there. Kotevet is the size of some sort of date, so it's something in the middle. But the point is that according to Beit Shammai, there's no congruence, there's no, it's not identical, the measurement with regards to Hamet and Seor. Seor is a smaller measurement, it's more severe in terms of nature, Hamet is larger. Effectively, and this is the most important part, with regards to me and you, this Mahlok, it would be relevant, uh, not so much, I don't think, with Seor, but with Hamet, you and I might have in our possession or accidentally eat or whatever it is on Pesach, the question is, what's the minimal amount? According to Bet Hillel, it's Kazayat. According to Bet Shammai, you have a little bit more wiggle room. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's Kakotev, it's the size of a date. That being the case, the Gemara says, where did these opinions come from? They didn't arrive in a vacuum. I'm sure we have tradition in terms of what measurements we're going to deal with, but how they come to their opinions. So says the Gemara over here, Bet Shammai, Omrim Seor Bet Kazayat. Again, Bet Shammai's opinion is to split. Seor, the leavening agent, is the smaller measurement, the kazait, whereas hamet is bekakotevet, maita'amayu de bechamay. The question is posed to bechamay specifically, what's their reasoning? Betilel is easier to understand. Standard measurement again, turn to anyone and say, what's an isur of something you're not supposed to consume? You know, that's what, everyone says kazait, okay? And for Betilel, they're, they're the same. You have kazait, both for seor and for kazait. We turn to Bet Shammai and we say, Bet Shammai, where'd you come up with a larger measurement with regards to uh, hametz? Why is that uh, kotevet? You have something that indicates that in the Torah? Answers the Gemara for Bet Shammai. Imken, if it were so like Bet Hillel, that it's the same measurement, kazayit, for both Hametz and Seor, Lichtov Rahmana, the Torah could have and should have stated um, Hametz, Velaba'e Seor. The Torah could have and should have just told us, don't eat on Pesach, Hametz. We would by extension say, that the more severe uh, item, the more dense item, which is known as seor, the item which brings forth hametz itself, that's what we call the leavening agent, the, the yeast, the, the seor, of course that's going to be prohibited, at the very least in the same what way. What are you eating? What are you eating? What are you possessing? All either possessing or all either eating. You, you have a Betilel response. Hang tight for Betilel's response. You know, you, you might be onto something. But once I tell you you can't have Hametz. Okay, why would you why would you think so? Ultimately speaking, the words of the Gemara. Uh, again, ultimately speaking, the words of the Gemara are that Hametz is in Himuto Kashe, Seor is Himuto Kashe. Kashe means severe and strong. The, the point is, if what makes Hametz is Seor, and I told you Hametz is forbidden, that wouldn't by extension mean that what makes it is forbidden as well? After all, it is Hametz, it's just more severe than it. It just makes Hametz. The is it edible, this other? No. no, and that will be the Betilel response. That'll be the Betilel response. Uh, again, uh, I understand both what, uh, both what Joey and Jeffrey are, are stating. Joey and Jeffrey say, listen, grains. What? Yeast in and of itself is considered hametz as well. That's critical. I'll explain to you why in a moment. But, but, and and it, to a certain extent, it answers their questions. So they say, why isn't grain forbidden on Pesach? Why isn't water forbidden on Pesach? That all goes into making it as well. But it's not hametz. 
In other words, Seor is Hamet. It's just a stronger Hamet. It's for that reason as well. Some of the Aharonim, some of the later rabbis in interpreting our Gemara said, wait a second. Well, well, let me see what's developing over here. Effectively, you're using a kalvahom, you're using logical deduction to determine what's called an azara, a warning from the Torah. The Gemara and Masechet Makot and Mudbet says that in Mazirin Min din you can't use kalvahomer in order to come up even with a warning from the Torah. The Torah needs to explicitly tell you the warning if I'm dealing with a prohibition of this sort of severity. The answer they give, uh, to the best of my knowledge, everyone, is that this isn't the same type of extrapolation. If we were coming to be Oser, in your words, Jeffrey and Joey, we're coming to be Oser to say that water or, or flower are forbidden. I understand right? that's an extension which is far and distant. Over this is Hamet. It's just our understanding of it is it's a more severe Hamet. At its core, it's the same thing. At its core, we're imagining it as a Hamet. It's just Hamet that's, uh, that's rough and tough because it brings forth other things, happens to be, and that's where it might be lighter, uh, say Alan and say Abi, that the fact that I told you, and we understand it's inedible, that already might be something that knocks it out. But the fact that it's just what goes into it, or goes into it, but it is Hametz itself. Anyway, says the Gemara, so again, my ta'amayu de bet shamayim, answers the Gemara, imken lichtov rahmana Hametz, Seor. It wouldn't, wouldn't be necessary to mention as well Seor. And I would say, uh, That's minimal uh, uh, and standard measurement for something like Hamet would be Kazait. And Kazait is less severe on the rung of severity with regards to Hamet. Seor, which brings forth Hamet itself and is considered Hamet. It's strict, it's strong, it's hardened. Local shekin. Seor de katav rahmana lamali. If that's the case, why does the Torah not only mention Hamet but Seor as well? Lomalecha, the only reason suggests Bet Shamai, the Torah goes out of its way to tell us Seor as well. To tell you that the measurements are not identical. That Seor will have the more severe measurement and Hamet will have the less severe measurement. Again, both uh, severe, but one will be, again, Kazait, Seor, and Hamet will be a little bit larger called Kotevet. Uh, that being the case, where do we come up with Kotevet? Uh, very nice. Uh, we know Kazait, household name in that respect. Maybe Kabeza should have been next in line. I know, you tell me it's not the same measurement. Rashi quotes, Rashi suggests two different answers to that question. First and foremost, Rashi appeals to the Mishnah at the beginning of the last Perik, the eighth Perik in Masechet Yoma. Over there, the Gemara is talking about the minimal size of, or of prohibition of eating on Yom Kippur. Over there, the minimal size is what's called Kakotevet Hagasa, it's a larger size date. And the specifics about why it's larger, the fat date, we can discuss separately, but the statement in the Gemara is that a Kakotevet, the size of a date, is Miyateva Da'ate, which means to say it gives you Yishuv Hadat. We talk about eating, Kazait. Yishuv Hadat, so to speak, I feel good after eating this. A kazayit means I ate it, I consumed it, it's considered eating. But it could have been just a snack. I don't feel good after a snack. I don't feel like I filled myself with something. Filling myself, and that's specifically what's prohibited, of course, on Yom Kippur, is kakotevit, which means to say the understanding for some reason or another, according to Beit Shammai over here, is that when I'm dealing with hamet, the Yisur is not per se only an achila. Maybe it's furthermore, it's similar to Kippur, which is very interesting. Very interesting, I'll discuss it in Sabbath, not for sure yet. Rashi just suggests this, that it has to do with Yishuv Hadat. Why? 
and not too hard. First and foremost, the Torah uses similar, not identical terminology by each of these holidays. You have on Kippur, it's Shabbat Shabbaton. You have a mitzvah ta'aseh on Pesach called Tashpitu Se'or Mibatechem. There are several other notable similarities between the two holidays, not exactly what jumps out at you, at least me. On Kippur, I'm not thinking about Pesach uh, um, characteristics. On, on, on Pesach, I'm not thinking about Kippur. But the Torah does, with linguistics and themes, seem to draw a certain similarity. What might be the logic of Yishuv Hadat on Pesach? Well, if Hamet, and again, this is conjecture, we don't know the reason per se for Hamet, the Torah seems to describe that Hamet was the way of the Egyptians. That's the way Harambam writes it in Moreh Nebuchim. He says that the way of the Egyptians is, the Egyptian society and culture, they would allow all the time for in their agrarian, their agricultural society, to harvest uh, wheat and grains and bring forth bread. It was part of their Avodah Zarah. Beyond that, the fact that everything's in, a, in a haste and speedily uh, over the course of Pesach, as the Torah describes it, there seems to be a message with regards to a lifestyle, with regards to the alacrity and, and, and quickness and swiftness that we have to have with regards to life. Hametz represents a certain hitrashelut, a certain atzlut, a certain uh, laziness, a certain inability um, to bring myself to commit and, uh, and to do what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, then let's take a step back. What's the idea then of Hametz, if Hametz is about, I don't have that laziness, I have a certain I'm excited to perform your mitzvot and so forth, God, it means that Hametz is not so much just eating, it's the eating and then enjoying it. It's the yishuv hadat. It's the ability to have this and to consume it. It was what we did to a certain extent as a counter with korban pesach, with meat. But hametz then represents something more than just forbidden food. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of life with regards to wrongful activity. So what the Gemara in Masechet Berachot refers to him says that we turn to God, so to speak, and we say to him from time to time, we want to do your avodah. We want to worship you. You want to know what's moneh, what's uh, what's hurting us in our everyday lives, se'or sheba'isa, those are the words of the Gemara. What are you talking about? What's blocking my relationship with you, God? It's the se'or sheba'isa, and the interpretation says, Rashi, is our laziness, it's our inability to live life in a way where we're excited and committed to doing what we need to be doing. That being the case, I'm suggesting that this measurement of Kakotevet, as Rashi explains it, of Yeshuv Hadat is not totally off. It's satiation. It's more than just food. It's about being satiated. It's a way of life. It's a shamanta avita kasita vayishman yeshurun vayivat. It's a way of life in which we become comfortable with ourselves and our surroundings and our purpose and our perspective and in turn our negligence. That's one interpretation. Other interpretation of Rashi is where we got Kakotevet from. Rashi says these uh, mysterious ways. He says, Halachal Moshe Misinai. Halachal Moshe Misinai, the Gemara at the beginning of Masih. Sukkah says all the measurements. Why is he saying over here? Maharsha Luria in his Hagahot in the back of the Gemara suggests that Halachal Moshe Misinai goes like this: that when I have my order of measurements and I'm uncertain to go from Kazai to the next one, you and I might say go to Kabetza. That's usually what we do. No, Halachal Moshe Misinai is the next one on the list. Is Kakotevet is the date size. Okay, either way you slice it, that's the derashah of the Gemara with regards to Beit Shemai. Go ahead. Because the Bash is considered a date, and we're both of you, you cannot agree that the Bash is loving honey or to order on the Bash. You're onto something very interesting. That's fascinating. Okay. Uh, Jesse extends uh, in a whole different direction. He says, if 
Hamet is, as I, I'm, I'm explaining your words, so correct me if I'm wrong. If Hamet is a counter to the ways of idolatry, of the ways of Egypt, that's the idea. We don't allow for leavened bread for that reason. So he says further, the truth is the Torah says you're also not allowed to put divash on the Mizbeach. He's assuming, and maybe right, probably rightfully so. That was also the ways of Avodah Zarah. I'm, I'm, I'm interpreting your words. He says as a result, devash, when we refer to devash in the Torah, we're usually not honey uh, um, uh, from, from bees. We're usually referring to the honey, so to speak, that comes out of a date. So he says maybe that's where we came up with the measurement. When it comes to Hamet, the whole purpose is this can so maybe the size is also going to be commensurate to the anti-Avodah Fascinating uh, suggestion. Never thought of it that way. Says the Gemara, okay, but now that I have Bet Shammai interpreted, how does Bet Hillel respond to that? So Bet Shammai says, the Torah could have said Seor. Why does the Torah mention Seor? And Hametz to tell you, Shi'uro shel zeh, lo kishi'uro shel zeh. U Bet Hillel, Sirichez, as Bet Hillel, as A.B. kind of set forth for us already, as Bet and Alan. The reason you need both Hametz and Seor is because you couldn't arrive one from the other. It goes like this. Number one, if the Torah only mentions Seor, I wouldn't be able to extrapolate and determine Hamet as well. So the first step is somewhat readily understandable. The idea goes like this. If the Torah mentioned the more severe item, just the Seor, I would have said to myself, all right, Seor, you know what this is? This is not just Hamet. This makes Hamet. That's so what God says, you're leaving Egypt, stay away from the most severe item. Now the derivatives, the lower level stuff, the hamet, that could be permitted. Ah, Torah needs to mention both. But of course, you have the claim of Beit Shammai. Why don't you just mention hamet, and then I would have known. So, had the Torah just mentioned hamet, I would have said, no, the Torah's not saying it. I would have said, Mishum hamet, the Torah mentions, because that's what's edible. However, yeast on its own is not edible. I would have said the Torah is telling me only edible foodstuffs are prohibited. Period. That's what the Gemara concludes. The Gemara will move onward in terms of this Mahlok for a few more lines. It is pointed out, and we can already talk about it because you'll see it in the next few lines as well, potentially, that maybe the Mahlok between Betchamai and Betileil has at its core something a bit deeper, and it has, and it goes like this: What is the reason? What is the reason that we have a twofold prohibition when it comes to Hametz and Pesach? Both in possession and eating. As well. Right, I'm not dealing with that right now. I'm dealing right now. That one, no, that one's easier. You have to destroy it, might represent something. But not having it in my possession and not eating, that's in and of itself uh, uh, significant. So, uh, why does the Torah mention twofold? It can't be in your possession, you also can't eat it. So, you can have one of two. There are one of two interpretations. Ran, famously, in Masechet Pesachim, Rabbeinu Nisim suggests that the Isur at its core is eating. I let it eat hametz. That's what God, so to speak, says, I don't want you eating. But in order to distance you, not the rabbis, but God himself from eating hametz, you can't even have a new possession. So in other words, lo yera'ev, lo is what we call a siag or a gezera min ha-Torah. Usually we say the rabbis are this over here, the Torah. We have precedent for that. Harambam's understanding at the beginning of Hilchot Tumatmet and Perek Alf Halachabet, the beginning of Perek Tet of Hilchot Ma'achalot Asurot, is that that's the way it works with Basab Halav as well. The Torah in this past week's parasha said, lo tevashel gedi b'chalevimo, that you can't cook, and our understanding is meat and milk together. What's with cooking? Tell me about eating. Says Harambam, it's by extension, it's a 
you're supposed to derive it. If I'm telling you not to cook it, the only reason I'm telling you not to cook it is so that you don't eat it. That's an interesting statement. I mean, it's the Torah built a siag. You have, what's that? That's an interesting. That's an interesting point and how to how to distinguish. But ultimately, speak at their core. You're right. You're right. But at their core. Just like we have it by Basar Bechalav. By Basar Bechalav, however, the Torah mentions it three times, and we understand that it's three times in order to tell me also in Yisur Achila. The answer is, ostensibly, only after you mentioned both do I understand why you, meant, why you told me this. Because if you just told them to be like that, I would have said, maybe there is something. I don't really understand this. Alternatively, now that you told me not in your possession and not here, I turn back and I say, oh, that's why it was prohibited. It's, uh, you have it as well in Avot Dirbinatan and Perik Bet, famously, there's an Isur from the Torah, you're not even supposed to, quote, come close to inappropriate uh, relations with others. Uh, of course, uh, forbidden women and, and men one to the other. Um, the Torah says, Lo tikrevu, don't even come close. What does that include? According to Harambam's reading of it, it's an isur from the Torah. He writes in Hilchot Isur Bi'ah, and he writes it in, uh, in his Sefer HaMitzvot, in Adiv Chibuk, in Ishuk, hugging and, and kissing in a lustful and passionate and emotional way is prohibited from the Torah, from Lo tikrevu legalot erva. Yehud is a safik under what circumstances. It's not mentioned in Avotir Binatan over there. Uh, lastly, just a week or two ago, here's the uh, plug, uh, in the Misilat Yisharim class, we quoted a Midrash. It was quoted in Misilat Yisharim. The Torah says about Nazir, uh, that uh, he's not supposed to not only not drink wine, but he's not allowed to have the skins of grapes, or grapes themselves, or the uh, pits of grapes. Why are all those things part of the prohibition? Maybe it's not just is. The understanding of the Midrash of the rabbis is God, Borea Olam himself, in the Torah, built for us a siyag. He didn't want you drinking wine if you're a Nazir. Not even the zag and harsan, not even the skin or the pits that go into uh, the grape, which in turn makes wine. But really, at its core, it's because of the wine. The suggestion then goes like this, that according to Betilel, Betilel, who equate seor and excuse me, who equate in just a few moments the isur of balyerain, balyemaseh, there and isur achila. According to Betilel, we'll read in a moment or two. It's all going to be one shiur. It's all going to be bekazayit. According to Bet Shammai, we're going to split that. According to Bet Shammai, we're going to suggest that with regards to isur achila, it's one way. With regards to not having your possession, it's another way. Their interpretation is different. But potentially you have a headway in terms of understanding Betilel over here, in terms of equating these measurements. Okay, we'll deal with it as we go on. No, so that's that's important to note. It's here that Bore Olam is telling you the siag is part of my prohibitions with the same severity. You would have thought, generally speaking, it's the rabbis who do this. That's a special principle in certain cases where the Torah itself kind of models for you how to do that and gives it to you. And it's for that reason, again, well, I, I introduced it maybe a little too early, that you'll see in the continued lines of the Gemara with regards to do we equate the measurement of Isur Achila and Isur, what the Gemara will call Bi'ur in possession, if you do, as Bet Hilel will, so you'll understand already, ah, now I understand. The reason is because it's all the same thing. It's all part of the same prohibition. If you split them as Bet Shammai will in a line or two, oh, you say, maybe there's something different. I don't know what's going on. The Torah told me don't have any possession. For one reason, Torah told me not to eat, for a different reason. Anyway, says the Gemara, Ubet Shamai, let Lehudir Bizera. I maybe introduced it a little too early, but I'm okay with that. Says the Gemara, and Bet Shamai doesn't maintain this statement of Bizera. What's the Bizera statement? The Amar Bizera. Lomadacha, Zehu Seor, Zehu Hametz. 
Rabbi Zera goes like this, he asks a question. Pasuk says at the end of Parashat Bo, we read it, most of us, every morning. It says, You should not have found in your possession Seor, for Seor. Then the end of the Pasuk says, Anyone who eats Hamet. One second, you're mixing two things. You started and you talked about Seor. That's interesting, but the fact that in the same sentence, I, I understand your resolution, Bizela doesn't go there. The fact that in the same pasuk you talked about two separate items, it's in the same sentence. So we don't have seor and don't eat hamed. Just talk about both. Understood. So, so that was the uh, that was that was the Eli Boganim answer as well. So, but but. Hang, hang tight. But the fact that the pasuk puts them together instead of saying don't eat hametz or hamet or have hametz in your possession, you could have written it like that. The fact that patacha katuv besuor and then purposefully shifted it tells us, as Rabbi Zera will will now uh, demonstrate, oh, they're the same thing. Why is the Torah doing that? It's telling you that they have the same measurement at the very least, right? Again, why would the Torah back to your uh, back to Alan and Eli's point? Of course, the Torah will tell you with regards to eating that it's hamet, and it could tell you by possession, so which it wouldn't say by eating. But why put them in the same sentence? It makes it confusing. Mm-hmm. It's purposeful. It's to equate them with regards to measurement. Uh, but no different. Works just as well. The point is, it's not about which one's in the pitiha, which one's in the seal. It's that they're both in the same pasuk, and they're not the same thing. So keep things clean and clear for us. I understand why I would distinguish, because one of them's inedible, but if one of them's inedible, just talk about the whole thing as being hametz. Why do you talk about in the same fell swoop? The both of them, says the Gemara, Ubet Shammai let lehud Bizera. Bet Shammai don't maintain that statement, that understanding of Bizera. Da'amar Bizera, Bizera after all remarked. Patah ha-katuv Pasuk starts off by telling you not having se'or. V'siyem b'hametz, and it tells you afterwards don't eat hametz. Lomar lecha zehu se'or, zehu hametz. To tell you that the same measurement. Answers the Gemara, this is again what I was introducing, that even Bet Shammai gets a little detailed over but not too much. Even Bet Shammai, we were accustomed until now to say, it's all the same thing. I happen to have opened the class purposefully to tell you it's not the same thing. I happen to have paused a few moments ago to tell you it's not the same thing. But we were, we're conditioned. Hametz is Hametz. If Bet Shammai says that one's Besor and the other one's Kazai, it's Hametz is Hametz, both with regards to eating and possessing. Says the Gemara, it's not so. Here's what Bet Shammai would tell you. Everybody, both Bet Shammai, even Bet Shammai and Bet Hillel agree that with regards to prohibition of eating, Seor and even Hametz is an Isur, the measurement is Kazai. Makes a lot of sense. That's the measurement with regards. However, Bi'ur over here, I know, a little confusing, but it means it's the last one of the Gemara. Okay, you don't lie. Take it up with Ravina and Ravashe, not me. It says the Gemara, we haven't talked about Bi'ur until now. We're not really talking. Bi'ur means possession. The reason Jared is annoyed by that is because Bi'ur, the way we use it today, it means to destroy. Tashbitu. But over here, the Gemara is using it in the context of possession. That's, that's, and we know we have a mitzvah to destroy it. That's why it's willing to use it like this. It's willing to say that in your possession, at which point you would need to destroy it. But really, at its core, so we're talking about in your possession. It was also hitting on the fact that you 
by extension, bi'ur. But again, the bi'ur over here more than anything means in your possession. So it means according to Beit Shammai, there's a difference when it comes to eating kazayin. I agree with you, Beit Hillel. Why do I agree with you? When it comes to possession, not having in my possession, that's where we draw the line. That's where we say, no, the Torah could have just mentioned one. Why does it mention both? It's to teach us that the shi'ur, the measurement, is different. In terms of having in my possession, there's a little bit more leeway with regards to hametz. I can have the larger date size. So again, keep the first wide line. According to Beit Shammai, as they explained to us earlier on the page over here, you don't learn. Yalif means to learn. Anan means us. We don't learn. Uh, we don't equate the Isur Achila eating with the Isur Baliera or Baliyamatse. However, Betilel Savre, Yelfinan Beur Me Achila, period. Now, again, philosophically, that's what I injected for you a moment or two ago. What is at the core of this Mahloka when all is said and done? The suggestion of Hatam Sofer is Betilel tell you, well, it's all the same thing. The whole reason you can't have any possession is not different than the uh, Isur of uh, consuming it. It's all the same thing. Don't have any possession so that you don't come to it. Not to say that it's lighter, but to say that that's the same thing. For that reason, they say it's all the same measurement. Bet Shammai alternative is, well, what are you talking about? It's not all the same thing. They can have different measurements. There's an Isur for having your possession. What reason? Mabadif. Olam told me not to. Hamid, don't eat it. What reason? Okay, I'm not supposed to eat it, but don't equate. It brings you back to the Abi and, and uh, Eli question from earlier. How did Beit Shammai think at the very beginning? Hatam Sofer makes this point as well. How did they think at the beginning to make their claim in the face of Beit Hillel? Remember their claim? Their claim was, well, why does the Torah not just mention Seor and I would know by extension Hamet? Remember that was the question? And the response of Beit Hillel was, well, what are you talking about? Hamet is edible, Seor is not edible. Now, you can't equate the two. Uh, that's because Beit Hillel can easily say it's all about being edible. Hamet at its core is all about not consuming, whereas Beit Shammai said not so fast. There's two things going on. There's not consuming, there's also not having in possession. For what reason? That's what the Torah says for one reason or another. Not even supposed to have in your possession, but don't equate the two in terms of their reason and purpose. Says the Gemara Itmar Nameh. In fact, we have a statement from the Beit Midrash to explain this Mahlok Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel the way we just did. That Beit Shammai, even when it comes to Achilat, to eating, agrees with Beit Hillel. Everything's Bekazait. The question is only with regards to possession. That's where they're more lenient. Itmar Nameh, indeed, we have a statement as well. Amar Biyoseb Bar Hanina Mahlok, the dispute between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel, which was recorded on the first page of our it's with regards to Jared possession. But with regards to consumption, eating, everybody, even Beit Shammai agrees. Seor and Hametz is Bekazait. We indeed as well have a Beraita, not only a Midrash of the Emoraim rabbis from the Gemara, go back to the time of the Mishnah. Beraita seemingly states this explicitly as well. Pasuk talks about not having in your possession Seor or Hametz Zehu about this issue Possession On this matter there's a dispute between Bet Shammai and Bet It's implying the Mahlok and the dispute does not 
does not apply to eating. Consuming, everybody agrees, it's bekazait. Shebet shamay omrim so or bekazait, v'hametz bekakotevet, betilel omrim zevezeh bekazait. That's what we have here in our Gemara. These are the guidelines and the statements, and this is the conversation with regards to hametz and soram pesach in Masechet Betzah. The next issue in the Gemara will introduce and start it briefly is the last or second to last issue in our first Mishnah, and that is the mitzvah of Kisui Hadam. The Torah says, if you have an, uh, our understanding uh, entirely of it, specifically if you, if you have an undomesticated animal, a wild animal, which in Hebrew we refer to as a hayah, not a behemah, not a domesticated animal, but a wild animal from out in the field, um, uh, or a bird, fowl, off. If you slaughter either one of those, you have a mitzvah from the Torah called Kisui Hadam. You have to cover their blood with the dirt. Oh, that's the halacha. That's, uh, that's, that's first and foremost. Our Mishnah in turn talked about slaughtering on the holiday, which is permitted, when you didn't have prepared beforehand the dirt with which to cover. What's the status of that slaughtering? Should you, is it permitted to slaughter in such a circumstance? Once you did, if you either went against or maybe it was permitted, can you then dig up the dirt to cover it with? Why wouldn't you be able to? We'll deal with several issues with regards to that. That'll take a few moments to get to tomorrow. Um, but first and foremost, that's the machlok in our Mishnah. If you recall, the words in our Mishnah are a person who is shohet, the Mishnah said, um, uh, those are the words, an undomesticated animal or a bird. You can dig up with some sort of digging instrument and cover it. You should not slaughter. Unless you already had prepared before the holiday uh, dirt uh, in order to cover it. Says the Gemara, just beginning this. You can't slaughter on Shabbat to begin with. Right, you can only slaughter on Yom Tov Mishum Torah The question doesn't begin. There are hayot that are kosher from the Torah. Uh, we'll talk about a deer. Might be an example. Is an example. Yes. Uh, the only problem with deer is how do you catch a deer? But yes, well, once you do and slaughter it, sachten. Hashohet says the Gemara, just beginning this statement. The words of our Mishnah are telling, specifically the word hashohet. Hashohet means a person who did slaughter. Now, if I'm to tell you a law book, I'm instructing you. I stand up and say in front of the knees, uh, if you were to slaughter, here's what you need to do. I seem to be implying, I don't want you slaughtering. It's only after the fact. You slaughtered, here's what you do. Those are the words of the Mishnah. What do you now do in terms of covering? Whereas So the, the, the statement in turn in the Gemara, just to understand those words, because this will be a, a five-minute conversation. I, I'm well aware of that. I'm paying attention to the words in the Mishnah. Hashohet. It doesn't say Shohet Adam. It says Hashohet. It was already done. Uh, Jared does, I think, what you're referring to is listen, there's a mitzvah Simchat Yom Tov. I need to have meat. I'm not. I hear you. I hear you. But again, so the words already, just first things first, are somewhat telling. The word that says Hashohet seems to imply, says the Gemara, Hashohet, Di'avad in. It seems to be telling me, di'avad, after the fact, you slaughtered, here's what you could do. But you shouldn't have been slaughtering if you didn't have the dirt prepared beforehand. Even according to Beit Shammai, who permits then digging up? That's the implication. Says the Gemara, and we're going to end with this question, Ema Sefa. 
read the next words of the Mishnah, statement is, listen, you shouldn't be slaughtering. Well, that, that statement is, you shouldn't be. It sounds like according to Beit Shammai, go ahead and do it. But Hashochet doesn't sound like that. So we have a, a self-contradictory statement. On the one end, you told me, according to Beit Shammai, you shouldn't be slaughtering in such a sort, but then you could cover it. Beit Hillel says, you shouldn't be slaughtering. Then they're not disagreeing with you. It sounds like then, the implication is that the first statement was that it's even lechat So we're confused at this point in the Gemara. Hashochet sounds like Avad. Uh, the next line of Lo Yishchot sounds like B'di'avad. Which one is it? We'll deal with it in the continued lines of the Gemara. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Ba